know, one of the more intriguing terms that we've learned here, I think over the last decade, maybe it's been longer than that, is whistleblower. And, and it's you've Began a lot of interesting suits. This fascinating suit going on right now about Theranos is begat by whistleblowers. There's a whole organization within Washington that supports whistleblowers. And in fact, Michael Maybe uh, is the assistant regional administrator, administrator for the Whistle Production Program for the Department of Labor. And he's based right here. And we thought we'd check in. It's good to have you with us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So this is really, how how active are you, and 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 how many how many whistleblower suits do you hear in a year? Well, last year we received eleven thousand whistleblower complaints uh, nationwide in our agency, and uh, maybe we should back up a little bit and talk about you know really what is a whistleblower and why is it important to the United States government. So this dates back to the Civil War, actually. So during the Civil War, you had unscrupulous contractors selling defective munitions and defective um, arms and food to the Union troops. So Congress enacted a law known at the time as the Lincoln Law, which was actually the first uh, federal whistleblower statute in the country. Uh, Today, it's called the False Claim Act, where it's illegal for a company to defraud the government in a, in a contract. But over the years, Congress has recognized that the federal government can't be everywhere. We depend on people that are in a position to see wrongdoing to be able to bring that attention either of their company or of the government. And so over the years, various whistleblower protection statutes have been enacted to protect employees who do the right thing and bring forth information about um, wrongdoing or violation of federal laws or regulations. So that's kind of the context in which the whistleblower laws have developed in the United States over the years. So there's got to be protection for the whistleblower and so they can step up and turn somebody in and say something's going wrong. By the same token, I would guess there has to be some protection for the what would you call them, the blowy? I mean, disgruntled employees could, could say, well, you know, this guy's uh, skimming and really mm-hmm. just cause trouble. Does that happen too? Yeah. Well, and, and um, the, the process is very fair uh, to everybody. So OSHA does not represent the people that file a complaint. We're independent investigators. So complaints filed with us and, um, what we do is we get both sides of the story, um, look at the evidence, interview witnesses, and try to um, determine whether or not the statute was violated. So, you know, in the case of somebody who um, uh, doesn't really have a case, that, that's what the investigation is going to bear out. So the, the process is very fair um, to all of the parties, you know, the, the companies and the employees. But and then but then there's the protection for the whistleblower. And we've I mean, I've seen stories in the last couple of three months about whistleblowers who's maintained they were they were demoted after they, you know, turned somebody in mm-hmm. or they were fired, you know, for some other charge, but they were fired nonetheless. And and they've that that does not encourage you to step up and turn somebody in. No, it it does not. And, you know, the whistleblower laws in the United States are a patchwork. They don't cover everything. And I'll give you a great example of this, which happened in Texas, as a matter of fact. So um, during the Enron meltdown, 
um, back in 1999-2000, there was a uh, fairly high up um, person in Enron in the um, uh, that worked for the chief financial officer. Her name was Sharon Watkins. I remember she, her well. Aware of the um, the fraud that was going on, and she wrote a letter to the CEO of Enron, which was Kenneth Lay at the time. Um, you know, outlining this, and, and uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing from, from the letter she sent, but she said that she was concerned that Enron was going to implode in a wave of accounting scandals. Now, the first thing that Enron did when they got her letter is called her lawyers and or called their lawyers and said, can we fire her? And um, the answer was, yeah, we can, but it might not look good. So at the time that Sharon Watkins blew the whistle, she had no protection. But as a result of the Enron debacle and of, uh, you know, uh, largely due to what, you know, Sharon Watkins heroically did uh, for the American people in blowing the whistle, uh, Congress enacted the Sarbanes-Oxley Act in 2002. So now we do have protections for corporate whistleblowers. So I'm right. I mean, I mean, you point out this goes back to the Civil War, but the fact is this whistleblower and whistleblower statute is a phenomenon that I've become more aware of over the last 10, 15, maybe almost 20 years now. But it is. So what sort of things are you seeing? I mean, could you talk about? Oh, you know, yeah, sure. Um, so we have a presently OSHA um, enforces the whistleblower provisions of 25 different federal statutes. So it covers everything from health and safety type of concerns in the workplace to corporate fraud, like with the Sarbanes-Oxley Act or the Consumer Financial Protection Act. We cover almost the entire transportation infrastructure, aviation, railroads, trucking. Uh, we handle food safety type of complaints. We handle consumer product safety complaints. We hire, handle environmental and nuclear whistleblower complaints. So basically, every time Congress enacts a new whistleblower provision, they tend to come up to OSHA because OSHA is um, the only agency that I'm aware of in the federal government that has a dedicated program to whistleblower protection. You know, I, I, as I as you rattle off those different areas that that you oversee, I mean, I think of the big companies in there. Those guys have more attorneys than the government does, mm -hmm. literally. <laughs> Yes. And probably more higher paid. How do you take on something like that? Well, um, the you know, the statutes over the years have kind of uh, progressed. So the original statute that OSHA enforces is Section 11C of the Occupational Safety and Health Act. And we got that one in 1970. And the newer statutes that have uh, been coming out um, actually are more modern. And they make it easier for the complainant to be able to represent themselves and, and gives them a private right of action. Some of our earlier statutes didn't contain a private right of action, which means that basically the government would have to take the case forward um, in the federal courts. But um, but then, the you, more, then in essence, you are taking a side. We, yes. Um, in, in, in those earlier statutes, that would be the case. So if, if OSHA did our investigation, you know, which is a, an impartial investigation, but if we found there was a violation under uh, Section 11C, the health and safety whistleblower statute, then the Department of Labor would file an action in federal court against that company uh, to um, remedy the whistleblower, you know, for whatever the damages were. Right. So what I want, I want war stories. 
Now, now Enron is a great example, and that's a name yeah. that we all know. Tell me some other things that you've been involved in. Can you mention names? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, I can because, you know, we have had press releases issued on um, our cases. And, and anybody who's interested in seeing, um, uh, you know, some of our cases and our press releases can go up to whistleblowers.gov, G-O-V. So whistleblowers, plural, dot gov. That's our website uh, for OSHA's whistleblower program. We have all of our statutes and information and the press releases we put out. But recently, uh, we've uh, had a couple of big cases against some of the railroads. Uh, one of the railroads was Burlington Northern, BNSF. Another one was CSX. Based here, yeah. Is OSHA did an investigation and found that the railroads retaliated against these employees. Um, in one case, um, in the Burlington Northern case, OSHA found that the railroad had retaliated against the employee for following his doctor's instructions on a work-related injury. And that's specifically something that's protected under the Federal Railroad Safety Act. And then in the other case, um, OSHA found that the railroad had retaliated against the employee for making repeated safety complaints about hazards in the workplace. And so those are uh, two examples, you know, where OSHA recently, you know, within the last several months has, um, you know, found that a, an employer did violate the statute. You know, it's unfortunate, but it sounds like you've really got great job security. Well, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I do. And that's the thing. If, it, if this was a perfect world, I wouldn't have a job. So if everybody did what they and most companies do, I think that most companies out there try to do the right thing. And if an employer, you know, brings some type of uh, um, issue to their attention, they're going to listen and they're going to take a look at it and make sure everybody's safe. Um, but unfortunately, there are way too many companies out there that don't do the right thing which is why I even exist as repugnant as that may be to some people. Um, you know, there is a, um, a unit in the federal government that investigates these complaints where companies violate the law by retaliating against people for raising issues yeah. that Congress has deemed should be protected. Now, clearly that's a good thing. And, and like I say, I, I know you got your hands full and you've also got one of the longest titles I've ever seen. I'd like to see your business card. You're, it must be hinged. I, my title has to be on the back of the business card. So, yeah. But I, and this, it, it, it's a government thing. We have long titles and, you know, we use, you know. Well, I'm going to try it again. Michael Baby is the assistant regional administrator for WPP, the Whistle Program Protection, which is part of the U.S. Department of Labor. And he's our guest. And you, I now I've got to go to whistleblowers.gov and see what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, it really is a great website. We're very proud of it. We've got a lot of information up there. We've got information, you know, relative to the new things like, you know, COVID yeah. uh, people are concerned about nowadays. We'll take a look. Thanks a lot for the time. For more of our conversation with Mr. Baby, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.